This episode is sponsored by Overcast, a better podcast app than whatever you're using right now. Unless it's Overcast. Get Overcast for free on the App Store. Welcome to the Ajma Show. It's your host, Peter Kim. And I am Unji Kim. And we are here as your host of the only show on the internet with two queer Korean comedians screaming into the void. <laughs> here we go. <laughs> ah! <laughs> I was sitting in the bathtub today listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Ghost of a Podcast. Uh-huh. And at one point she goes, you just have to let it out somehow. Do it. Make it right now. Do it. And I was like, ah! 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 <laughs> and my neighbor was like. Hello? <laughs> why are you, why is it like gasping? Why are they coming out in spurts? I don't know. Like it's, it's stuck. <laughs> it sounds like you have asthma and you're choking. Like that's so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How are you? Anyway, that's how I've been letting it out <laughs> just today. And <laughs> <laughs> a bath? Um, you still, do you take, how bath. often do you take a bath? Almost um, every other day. Every I, we're, other we're day, we're in a severe drought in California, and I'm taking baths every other. I have to. It's my, it's the only thing that like I do for self care nowadays, besides like push ups and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll do a squat here and there. Yeah, but bath is like a must. How long? How, how, how long is your bath? Half hour max. I'm not in there for. I don't prune. You don't prune. I like to get it. I like to get the tub full, hot, dip my body in it, and yeah. go, and then get out. Okay. I like the I like the hot feeling against my skin. I know. And my, you know, like when you go to you know sauna, yeah, that feeling of going into that hot tub yes. and then the cold shower. Yes, that's what I do. I do the hot dip, uh-huh. and then I immediately drain and then turn on the. Shower all the way to cold. Whoa! And I let, yeah, and then I let my blood just go. Fuh, 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 fuh. I don't know. I don't know what's what it's doing, but no, it's it supposed to be great. good. It's supposed it to be good. It feels great. I know, and that's the reason why I miss the sauna so much. God, I miss it. I miss it so much. Like I they're know. open in LA, but I can't bring myself to go. I know. I know. I know. Not yet. I know. Same. The Delta. Same. I, I actually yeah. wish that we had gone in like that little space. That when, little window we had. Yeah, pre-Delta. Ah. <sighs> I know. I like post it. post-vax pre-delt. Yeah. What a short time it was. I know. <laughs> I I truly wish that. What a tidy period of hope we had. I know. I know. I just wish that like I had cuz I feel myself deep Japan. Like I feel yeah. like I am not as my, I am not my optimal level of clean. I'm not squeaky. I'm gritty. No. Yeah, I feel oily. Yes. I feel that the te is I, like, yes. ugh, I, I need, can't. I, I need an ajima to rub me raw. And like yeah, stir- I need an ajashi to like meme me with yes. his scrub towel. <laughs> 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 All right, well, it's time for Kick-Ass Koreans. Yo, today I have, I cannot believe I haven't brought this person up because He's been such an influence in my life, mm. and I'll tell you why. Okay. So when I was young, <clears throat> my older cousin, Kim, we called it, his name was, his name's Robert Kim. Okay. So we, we call him Kimbap. 
<laughs> it's, uh, we so always fun. call him Kimbap Young. Yeah. And um, did he, he like the? Uh, did he like the? He game? loves it. Yeah. He calls. He calls me. Yo, is what's up, PD? It's Kimbap Young. <laughs> like that's what he says. <laughs> He self-identifies. He's the only person. Yeah, he self-identifies as Kimbap Young. Yeah. And he's the only person in my life to call me Petey. Yeah. And the only person I will allow to call me Petey. Yeah, you do not give off Petey energy. Maybe you give off Petey as an aroma, but like nothing. (laughs) (laughs) P-E-A-T-Y? Yeah. What is Pete? Is that a word? Yeah, I think it's like moss. Like it's the dirt kind of like, it Ah, smells good. Like it's like a truffle. (laughs) <laughs> okay yeah um a pd odor yeah. but not a pd energy yes but i allow him to call me that because when he became when he turned 18 i went to princeton university whoa and let me tell you they told me it was a fucking ivy league no less than a thousand times a year yeah my family of course they were so proud of and course. you know Kim Pap Young was always like, it's Princeton, relax. You know what I mean? Like, it's the one that everyone gets into. Oh, I love Kim Pap Young. <laughs> He's so self-aware. You know what I mean? He's like, calm down. This ain't MIT, folks. You know so <laughs> Can I tell He's you? Dope. It's, yeah. it's so great because, like, the only people I know who are not self-aware like that about which mm. any Ivy they went to that wasn't, like, the top three, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, the only people I know that are self-aware like that all who lack that self-awareness went to Dartmouth. Those motherfuckers Dartmouth are people so are, self-serious about the yeah. yeah. Dartmouth people are like, I think mo- most of them are probably legacy, so they have like scary dads who like probably like beat them into going to Dartmouth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like they're what they they got beaten with the trust fund they were given. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a piece but of anyway, paper. so Kim Pap Young, when he went to Princeton, mm-hmm. he bequeathed unto me his greatest um, uh, possession at that time. Uh, and it was almost like a um, handing off of, yeah. you know, like a generational here is the tre- my treasure. Yes. And it was four gigantic boxes mm-hmm. of of comics. Okay. And it was every comic from X-Men to Spider-Man cool. to uh, Avengers to mm-hmm. Thor to DC stuff, image stuff. Like he, he went into alt comics. Like he was like really, and he had collection and collections and yeah. he had collected every single Marvel card collection as well. So he had those binders. He liked going to full. the comic book store. He was a nerd. Yeah. And he gave me his Pierce Anthony fantasy books. Like cool. he was like moving on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm I, going to Princeton now. Like, I'm Kim yeah. Young. Yes. I'm giving this to yeah, you. Yeah. I'm above this yeah. now. So he gives them to me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and inside, the first one was X-Men 1. Mm-hmm. And if you guys don't know, that's like the 90s reboot of X-Men. Yes. That was, that, that was really like bringing a lot of X-Men lore into, uh, like, and stitching it all together so that it was like the biggest grouping of X-Men. And um, it it's was the iteration also, of X-Men that we know now. Like, that yes. started, yeah. It started, yes. and the person who started the cover of X-Men 1, which was a collectible because there were all these different covers you could choose, mm-hmm. and they were like X-Men like playing pool in the like in the game room yeah. or like in the uh, or at the pool like yeah. in bikinis and short shorts. Ugh. And uh, my gay awakening came when I was in sixth grade, and I opened up the comics and I saw. Like all the mutants, yeah. like the hot mutants, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like the Wolverines, the Cyclopses, the Iceman, you know, the the Twinkie Iceman. They were all like muscled up so and muscled. at the pool and all the girls were hot. And I was like, I'm 
I'm hot for these men. Yeah. These these this cartoon men. Like what the fuck? Like these mutants. These freaks. I love a freak. And that <laughs> <laughs> that comic book artist was Jim Lee. Cool. Is Jim Lee. And Jim Lee, yes, he was born in 1964 in Korea in Seoul. And then he came here, became naturalized. And he started going to um, this like kind of bougie-ish school, Riverbend Elementary School in Chesterfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, and later, St. Louis Country Day School. And he started oh, yeah. drawing posters for school plays. That's how he got into like his artwork. Yeah, any day school uh, is fucking bougie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bougie, yeah. yes. Because you're young and you're paying a lot. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you know he and he was voted the most likely to start his own comic book company, and he was like drawing all the time. Mm-hmm. But later, as like a lot of Korean stories, he was resigned to following his father's career advice in medicine, okay. and he attended none other than Princeton University. Gasp! <laughs> to study psychology uh-uh. um, with the intention of becoming a medical doctor, an MD. Okay. And so, which is so cool because I also study psychology and I loved his comic books. Yeah. And he, and then he did all that, but eventually could not stop. His passion was too strong. Mm. And then he ended up working for all the comic book, you know, the publishers, Marvel, et cetera, et cetera. And then he created his own um, comic book. Uh, publishing company. He mm-hmm. was his own publisher. Cool. And and then he realized like, oh, I can't be a publisher because I just want to draw. Yeah. So he sold it to DC Comics and now he currently is the chief creative officer of DC Comics. Wow. He drew, yeah, like all the like Suicide Squad, that stuff that's coming out right yeah. now, he designed all the characters. Like he's cool. the one like responsible for all this Warner Media like new DC culture. Yeah. And like, and he's a fucking Korean dude that I've been like secretly, not so secretly, like kind of worshiping because he drew these hot dudes for me <laughs> during a very sexually formative time. <laughs> so, Ghibli, we give it up to you. Yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, I had no idea that the guy was Korean because that it was also during an era of comic books where like all of those like specialty things where it was always different. Like Superman did uh-huh. that too. Like yeah. I remember, like it was a big mm-hmm. deal. Oh my yeah. gosh, that first X Men thing. I mean, and then that's what st- spawned the cartoon uh, yeah, TV they show. Were, it was based on yeah, that Saturday yeah. morning cartoon was based on that reiteration. Yes, exactly. Of X-Men. That's the only reason yeah. why I was familiar with it because I was obsessed with the TV show. Yes, yes, me too. Also, this the thing is like when I mean, you're talking about this, like I did, I also just you if you like going to stores that smell like paper, like that's oh, I, I you know what's my favorite store. Either a used bookstore yes. or uh, the paper source. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I love fancy hard stock paper. Can I tell you, I'm, I'm trying to uh, organize my life. And that's literally, I just come across like huge, like I know it's like all from Japan. It's like cardstock, mm-hmm. basically like oh. various gradations. Oh. I have a letterpress machine. Bitch, I was like. Ah! <laughs> my cousin started doing this. She was like, mm, I don't know. Should I start doing invitations? <laughs> Yeah, like I literally right? this. I have like a letterpress machine. I have an embosser. I got the thing that like I I've, I'm I was crazy about. It. I lo- I love both of those things too, Peter. That's crazy. Oh, wow. you know you know when you're talking about this, like I also had a um a person who, who was like older, uh, hmm. um an who like gave me bestowed to me when she went to Colombia. Really? Oh, so, like a better uh, Ivy League. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. But like, she, uh, her, her, was she Mandu Anni? No, she was not. <laughs> 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 well, 
Well, I don't know. She, she was a jajangmyeon uh, Like We ate a lot of jajangmyeon together. <laughs> but she gave me a collection of like bootleg rent CDs, I think. Like of live performances that she had like recorded on the TV. <laughs> what? She went to the Broadway yeah, musical? No, no, they had a run in Chicago. She'd go all the time. I, I re- rushed for tickets together. But this is the thing. This is the thing. And this is a, a shout out to, this is a special kick-ass Korean, to all the special uh, hyungs and unnies out there that like make, as if you're like alternative, you make an impression and you bestow valuable cultural information to a uh, younger like it is so important because i didn't have like it's a, so important it's i didn't so have important. someone i didn't I have was an the older oldest person. you were the only child yes we we're both born in the 90s yes i would never you somehow known. like researched your way into american pop culture <laughs> yes i just literally took the beginning of every penguins classics book and then you know have the, the list of the greatest books I would just, you just read all, all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I did that too. I owned all of them. I just never got to reading them. I'm but, like, one day I'm gonna get to this fucking Sherlock Holmes and the Basset Hounds of whatever. The Hounds of Basset, the Hound, Hound of Baskerville. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think I got all through all of Gulliver's Travels, but like, yeah, I just like went through all of them. But that's how I did it. You did it very methodically. I like. There's some like lists of times most iconic like jazz musicians. Just started going through all of those. Like anything that Time, Life, Newsweek, like a, a like a good periodical told me to do. Okay. Yeah. So, anyway, so my kick as Korean is um, actually speaking of like good schools. So her name is Yoon Choi, and it's kind of yeah Yoon Choi is on her website. Is, she's described this way, and she was born in Seoul, uh, grew up in Long Island, and uh, she graduated from John Hopkins and then Stanford uh, for her masters. She's a short story writer, but she's just come out with a collection of short stories that's getting a lot of buzz called Skinship. Mm. And it's like the thing I've been reading a lot of reviews about it. I'm waiting for it to receive it in the mail. But it's just, you know, we talk. It's it, the reason why I already pointed out is because the book and the collection of stories seems to be exactly what this podcast is, which is about the diversity of perspectives, the mm. plurality that is the Korean American experience. And like her stories go from like a teenage girl who finds like meaning in anagrams, right, to like the religious like pastor. Um, she's got like um, like poor Korean people, affluent Korean people, uh, you know, Korean war heroes uh, who are like really deep into the church. Um, like and are, these was, all, are these all stories surrounding the theme of kinship? I think the idea is that it's about it's used ironically because there's so much about Korean experience that um, we don't allow for a specific type of closeness. Physically. Intimacy. Yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of intimacy like in other ways, you know, like, the, uh, we, you know, the fruit and like, I mean, there's just so much love and care that goes into, you know, like all, your experience as a child of a first generation immigrant. Like we all know these stories, right? Like they are yeah. unable to communicate to us effectively <laughs> outside of like yeah. concern and nagging. But um, yeah, I think this what's compelling about it is this like plurality and the, the, the how different the diaspora is and she mm-hmm. like has a story about an ethnically diverse 90s school a, a school in, in queens in the 90s and mm-hmm. like experiencing small microaggressions from a white teacher right like these are mm-hmm. it just it feels like the thing that really gra- made me 
drew me to her was the fact that there was such a plurality of experiences because it's like you know we all know different types of korean kids you know you go into their houses and it's like you know i remember the first time i went to some girl's house and being like shocked at how jesus she jesus she uh everything was like you know big pictures of crosses big crosses like a lot of like we had a picture of white jesus hanging on our in our um what's it called hallway oh yeah we i had a two foot tall virgin mary in our dining room Oh my god! <laughs> what are you talking? About? Yeah, but this okay. was like it was a, this was like a, it was crazy. Like Bibles everywhere. Everything was Yeshua. Like you know, it was oh. it was wild. And you know, you don't know these things. And and it's a specific sort of um, reality that like you have if you grew up in a Korean American community, and especially if you're young, because you go to each other's houses. Like if you mm. come into it when you're older, you don't really know each other's families. You know, you don't go to your college friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So yeah, there's like a sort of intimacy, and there's a reason why you get to know a lot of different types of Korean people. Um, yeah, like I, there. You know, did you ever know any um, Jehovah's Witness Koreans? No. Yeah, that's like no. that's in a next level intense in terms of like religiosity. I bet. Yeah, because yeah, they don't even get birthdays or something. No, like that, right? Or, no, no, no. Oh man, that's a bummer. I know. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I'm, I'm I'm calling her out. The book seems to be getting a lot of buzz. Congratulations to cool. her. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to reading it. Awesome! Yay! Yay. You guys check out Yoon Choi and Jim Lee this week. Support them if you can. And um, yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back. All right, folks, we are back. Yes. Wow, this Sunday recording is. How are you feeling about this? It's it's throwing me off a little bit. I same. I'll be yeah. honest. It I'm is. Like, what day is it? What's going on? And it's uh, like in, the, in terms it's of it's been like a full stuff. week. Yeah, and yeah. Like, like it's it feels weird to not check in at that time. I usually I usually check in with you midweek. Yes. And then I'm like screaming about something. Um, now that I'm at the end of the week, and I'm like. Okay, what the hell happened this week? Yes, because you, yeah. you erase you erase the day you erase the week on Friday. Yes, and then Saturday <laughs> you're just like in a buzz yes. or whatever, and then Sunday you're like, I, I, you know, now that I have this Monday through Friday job, I'm once again having the Sunday blues. Yeah. Oh, I hated that that feeling of like, gotta go to work tomorrow. But I will say, my first week at this new job. Yes. I cannot believe. Uh, did I say what I was doing? I'm working on a show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm writing. I'm a staff writer on a show. Network. Um, <clears throat> network. <laughs> <laughs> I just need people to know. She will not let that go. <laughs> it's a big deal. It's not, it's as, not, if, it, as if uh, the average listener even knows what that even means. <laughs> like, what does that even mean? Everything ne- streams. I mean, that, that means it versus cable, streaming. This is network television. This is big boys. Okay. It's yes. a big boy, it's a big pants. boy job. Yes. It's a big boy. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing big boy. Uh, yeah, I'm wearing pajamas because I'm on Zoom. <laughs> but those are pajamas. <laughs> I have a big boy for, shirt on. <laughs> those are pajamas for big boys, and you got a big yes. boy shirt on, and this is a this is a big boy job. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a big boy booty. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I have a big boy job, but I will say it does not feel like a big boy job. It. This is. I cannot believe th- uh, that writing in a writer's room mm-hmm. for a comedy has to be the dream. I think it because is. Because I think it is, yeah. right? Like, we're sitting around pitching jokes for a living, 
Uh-huh. It's so and not writing jokes. Yeah. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> this was way harder when I was had to write my own pilots. Yeah. Like that was hard. Yes. This is writing. great. Wait, <laughs> this uh, is not writing. This is just being like how about if the dog pooped over here instead of over here? You know what I mean? Like it's like it's ridiculous what we're doing. And I get it. I get why straight white men of Hollywood have keeping women, people of color, gays, you know, like all of us out of this because they're like, they, they, dude, they found something. They found, they found Dorado, El Dorado, and they're not letting anyone else in. No. We, I, I got, get it now. Got, I get it. I get why they roll their eyes on diversity yeah. um, initiatives. Because they've got two you know? ex-wives and they got to support. <laughs> yeah, two ex-wives, a mistress, yes. and four children, all trying to go to all trying to go to Princeton. All going to Princeton. That's right. <laughs> And a day school and shit. And so, yeah. like, yeah, they started going to Princeton at four. Yeah. So no wonder they're keeping us out of the loop. They need all the money. Yeah. They I mean, created. It's expensive. They, they created a lifestyle, and I'm saying they, as in Hollywood writ large. Yeah. And the gatekeepers. You know, correct. gatekeepers yeah. writ large have created a life for themselves where they have to make this much money, right, to live. Yeah. You, you know, have to. and. You have to, right? Because yeah. now your kid and your ex-wife or whatever, they're going to go to court and sue you. Like, yeah. th- that's why, you know, Mace and Puffy was right. Yeah. Mo money, mo problems. It's true. It's true. I mean, there's truth in um, comedy and in rap lyrics. And, and, in, <laughs> and in 90s uh, hip hop. Um, but yeah, it, 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 it's very unnerving to be in this position because I'm, I understand how lucky I am yeah. and I understand how, and, and that's not to sell, sell down the road like my talent or the amount of work I've put in for yes. the last 10 years. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying like, well, I just got lucky. But luck has a lot to do with it. Timing has yeah. a lot to do with it. And the fact that I get to do this job, I feel completely lucky and blessed and humbled. I'm also very angry. <laughs> <laughs> wait, that are this you, job exists. Wait, are you so? Are you not writing episodes? <clears throat> I we literally so the way a writer's room works, um, you don't sit there and literally clickety clack 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 write. No, but you get assigned episodes around each other. You, you get assigned an episode, right? Not me. No, I'm. I won't get assigned an episode. I don't think. I I'm I'm like a very junior person. You know, like you're like lucky if you get like stuff in as a staff writer. You know what I mean? Like, so as a staff writer, you're not being assigned an episode to write or being paired no. up with well, a I, senior I, person. I haven't to been be. told. Yeah. I, I mean, if if it's coming down the pike, sure. I haven't been made aware of it because they haven't assigned. Have they been assigning scripts currently to yes, people? Okay. Yes. To to the executive producers. So like, is so that's not something I'm expecting to do. Now, if they tell me to do it, I'll cry. Yeah. But I, <laughs> I mean, how many people are in the room? Um, including the EPs and yeah. everyone, 15. That's a, lot, that's a big room. That's network TV. It's a TV. big room. That's network TV. That's ne- yeah, it is. It's a lot of people. So it's a lot of people, 
it, think about like how many episodes like one per person no yeah. that's not gonna happen like they're gonna give it to the senior episode and let me tell you what I just found out and this is us me being completely um <clears throat> what it was that word um transparent yeah in this is that as a staff writer the lowest you know rung of the ladder mm-hmm. you you do not get paid an episode fee if you write okay you oh. only, so you have to do the work and not get paid that extra $27,000 or whatever the fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it's I think it's $27,000, yeah. Yeah, the WJ minimum. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. So it's like, even if they did assign me uh, an episode, it's not like I would get paid for it. I, w- I would love to do it as a the exercise yeah. and just to like get my own jokes in. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. Yeah. But it's, I wouldn't be doing it because I'm like, fuck yeah, I have 20, I'm going to make $27,000 yes. for this episode. I don't get the privilege to do that. Wow. Yes. Yes. But so, so for, okay. Yeah. So those, for those of you who thought it was, you know, like it was something different. It's not, you don't write episodes and get paid as a staff writer. You're just helping the room. Interesting. But still, still, I'm not complaining. Yeah. Let me just tell you right now. I feel completely stupefied that I'm able to do this job. So <laughs> I will say, um, it's and the structure is great and it's been great. But I will say, like the because of that, my days are spent. Remember when you and I were working out at Cards? Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same exact thing, except that we're not writing half statements we're writing like <laughs> scripts <laughs> that's crazy and the coolest thing is there are some people in this room that are fire like yeah. joke 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 fix the story uh, you know like when we're stuck on something they'll be like oh let's approach it this way so that this thing happens and these people are just like they've been doing it for so long yeah. that it's like a second language to them. Sure. So that's another thing that's a cool thing is for me to just watch them work. Yeah, to I'm bear like, witness to people who are competent and yes, excel at the that's job. so exciting. Yes. It's so exciting to see people that are good at their job. Yes, it really is. <laughs> I mean, it's exciting to watch anyone be good at their job. Like, you know? Yeah, 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 like, yeah. There's Absolutely. Like, there's like a guy that makes crepes, like in um, egg crepes in uh, mm. a, a stall in Vietnam. And like, I've watched this guy make these crepes and he's, it's like, he's brilliant at it. Watching anyone be competent and good at what they do, like, that's a gift. That's a gift. I get off. Yeah. I get off on like mas- mastery of a craft. Love competency. Yeah. with and, and these writers are doing it so nonchalantly and not yeah. like, see, fixed it. You know, like there's no ego about it. There's yeah. like, they're, they're not like, precious about it. There's, they're like, this is what I do. Yeah. I fix story problems and I pitch jokes. And I'm like, this oh is gosh. amazing. What? All, it's all yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow. It, it, it feels like I'm again in an internship. Yeah. Like, I'm like starting again from the bottom. Be, uh, it, this is a different industry than like doing stand up on stage. But, of course, um, it, it it is kind of I it does help that I'm a stand up. I think because I think I'm able to pitch to the room better because I am. Uh-huh. I, I think if I didn't have my performance experience, it would be harder to pitch. Oh, because in order to speak up, yeah, and take up space and clear clearly and concisely deliver my joke. Right. The joke that I'm thinking of, as opposed to like, I don't know, some other way to do it. But I, I, I found that as when I was pitching shows 
like pilots and stuff, that's really something that helped me in the room is to just be like, just turn it on and yeah. like entertain people, you know, like yeah. it's, that's what, I think that's what is a huge strength for us as standups and, and comedians coming into a room or coming into any kind of situation with the industry is that we're able to hold our own and know our voice and yeah. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> What's with the handsome? <laughs> Why? What is that handsome denoting? No, no, no. It's like it, it's true, but it's like it, the this, the experience as a performer certainly, and like you're right. Like the way that you've described sometimes when you pitch and you're in these rooms, I'm like you've described it as a performance. Mm-hmm. It's 100 like, percent a performance. Yeah, it's like, but it's like a, a sort of intimacy you have with that part of yourself that, like, that you can turn on. You know, in like that room. in that room, you know, mm-hmm. without the lights, without the audience, without, you know, and that is another skill. I, I think it's the same skill. Without the audience, uh, like to be able to just turn it on. But they like are that? the audience, though. Right. You know how, like, okay, you know how, like, if you have like a gathering, if you're like hosting people mm-hmm. at your house, that they're not a stand up audience, they're just your friends. Right. But you're like cracking on someone or you're like, you know, doing a bit or like, you know, you're going, you're turning up yeah. w- with your friends. That's the same muscle as stand up or like pitching. You know, it's the same thing of like, you're just on, you're doing a bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I don't think I feel as much of a, I don't feel as if I have as much control over that, that thing inside of me. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a spray. And I <laughs> do not have any control over the nozzle. <laughs> and it's spewing I disag- out. I disagree. It's, I disagree. It's spewing out sometimes inappropriate situations. And then when it's needed, it's like a, a little, a, a sad ejaculate trickle. You know, like it's like kind of oozing out at those moments. And then a spring glop. a clop and spring out in others. Like I said, it is, it's a, it is a skill. And it's like something that I, you know, I think it's like that connection with yourself and this reason why, like, as a creative, you have to be in so much more touch with, like, that part of yourself, I guess. I don't know. So, wait, is it, are you the youngest, are you the most junior writer there? Uh, it's me and uh, a duo, um, like a writing duo, yeah. a team. team. <clears throat> We're both first-time staffers. Okay. Yeah, so yes, me and this duo are the f- are the youngest. And that you guys are all the only just doing the pitching uh, pitching of jokes in the room. Yeah, we how it works is because it's a big room it like splits up uh-huh. into um let's say like <clears throat> 201, we're punching up 201 today, so I'll be in the punch-up room. Okay. And there's a whole separate room that's breaking story for 202. Okay. So they're doing like they're breaking out the story structure for like this is what we want for you know A story B story and then they'll they'll put it all into like <clears throat> beats. Okay. And then they'll come back to us and pitch us like what do you think about this and we'll give feedback and then they'll read our punch up of 201. You know what I mean? So you're always working on something. Okay. That the other group is not and then you're showing each other and okay. blah blah blah. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, I, and I, that's just been this room's experience. I don't know if every room feels like that. There is a writer who 
uh, in my room right now um, who's more senior than me. Uh, and she has mentioned that this is the first room she's been in that um, that punches up scripts together. Like oh. we're literally going through line by line and saying, could this be funnier? Could this be funnier? What's a better way to describe this? You know, what's a specific here that's less dated? You know, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So we're going through et- literally every line together. And she said, um, in the room she's worked on, like everybody was very like, personal with their script right so they would punch up alone and like it would be very siloed which i don't like yes. i'd rather be i'd rather have this like because then it's less precious it's yes. more like we're all let's just throw stuff out and things are things and, it, will happen and it creates and, a more collegial atmosphere because you're all contributing <clears throat> and also yeah. it feels more democratic because it's whatever kills in the room is the thing yeah, exactly. Yeah, it and that's what it seems like in this room right yeah. now. Like there's there's doesn't seem to be this ego of like, oh, an EP pitched this, so that goes in versus like a staff writer pitched it and this won't go in. Like yes. it's very much like did it break the room? Mm-hmm. Then yeah, it's going in. Yeah, because that's sort of like um from what I my experience <clears throat> like from what I've understood, it's like it does tend to be a little more si- when it's more silent, like it also fosters like resentment Politics, yeah, and competitiveness and clickiness. like, yes. And it's like, yeah. you know, it doesn't foster good feelings in the room either. And especially if yeah. you guys are on zoom, that fucking sucks. Like just to I be know. on, you know what I mean? And just be siloed like this. It's like, this is much fun, more fun. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's definitely fun. So like, I, I, I think it's, it's such a great learning experience for me. And this whole week has been, I haven't been to a nine to five job ever. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I'm like, no, you are. I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think like the last time, like 2012, I think, at Yahoo. Was that really? Yeah, because every other job I've had since then has been either serving tables, yeah, you know, bartending, like working at IO as a server, right? Um, and then after that, it's been either doing shows or. You know, second comedy. city stuff, yeah. comedy stuff. I mean, here I had to get a job um, setting up displays for weed gummies. Oh, that's right. That weed gummy which, thing. Which I got fired from <laughs> because they wanted to hire two younger Latinas. <laughs> yes, two hot girls. They were like, also- hey, you're doing a great job, but we need hotter, younger girls and two of them. So you're fired. <laughs> hey, wow. I actually think that's incredible that you were doing the job <clears throat> of two hot Latinas. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, the physical labor of. It's like actually <laughs> incredible. We need two younger hot Latinas to pull this table around and set up these gummies with no weed in them so that you get yelled at by customers who thought there was weed in them. <laughs> I, I, whatever. I've had a lot of fucking jobs. Also, yeah. I, was, I, I am moving, as yes. you know, right? Yeah. With this network so, money, you guys, it's a beautiful with house. Network money. We are renting a beautiful house. Um, it is beautiful, yeah. and we are we're moving to East LA, which is not what people think. Not East Hollywood. We're not talking Silver Lake, fucking Los Feliz, yeah. like Echo Park. We're not talking that. We're talking no. east of the LA River, bitch. Yes. All right, this is so far east. It might as well be in Nevada. Yeah, it is east. out there. Yeah. Everybody who's like, I send the address to. They're like, oh. I guess we're not going to see you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, it's like moving to the suburbs. Yeah. But the house is so gorgeous. Yes. And it's 
it's in a neighborhood. It's quiet, and who cares? We need, we need the space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I don't give a fuck. I could get new friends. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how far is it with traffic to go get anywhere then? With traffic, yeah. I don't even want to talk about. Without traffic, from my old house to the to my new house yesterday was uh, 18 minutes. Okay. Yeah. What about with traffic? But with traffic, it's about 45. Okay. To get anywhere yeah. is about 45 minutes. Yeah, you do live in the suburbs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's out there. But, you know, that's true for if you're going to go to the West Side, if you're going to go anywhere outside of this little, like, Hollywood bubble. So. Sure. Whatever. I mean, you you're you're living like you're you're choosing to live with the people. <laughs> the people, the keeping it real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, the, the plebs. The plebs. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. So you guys are moving, and we're moving, and it's been hard to like figure out how to do that, how to do stuff for move for the move while having a job. Yeah. You know, which means I can't do anything except for like early in the mornings. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I have to call SoCal Edison. Yeah. This is so boring for everyone. I don't know why you're fucking listening to this, but I have to call SoCal Edison to f- Please to listen fig- to it. Don't listen figure- to Peter. He doesn't need this. I do. But please listen. <laughs> I have to figure out turning on the power. And they're not open. They're not open on the weekend. So, like, I have to call them tomorrow. But, like, I can't call them throughout the day. Right. And wait and wait on. So like, I have to call either like seven in the morning, or yeah. like you know like four at night. Yeah. Like right after I get off work, I have to be on a fucking hold with SoCal Edison for three hours. You know, like it's just. It's crazy the <sighs> logistics of having a nine to five job and having needing to do things. Like imagine Stuff. being a parent. Like I don't know. I can't. How? I, I don't. I don't know. How? I, don't have, I don't have a regular. Neither my husband nor I have a regular job. We can. We literally. God bless. I know. Truly, like we could just go. And do basically, I, I don't know, and, and we're still fucking lazy and don't do things. Like, we still forget yeah. all the time. I have, uh, the other people that have to go into an office and like are like actually like pretty successful at whatever the fuck they do, I have no <laughs> idea how they do it. Like, I've seen, I've Maybe seen, they haven't helped. They, no, they are, I've seen their phones. They're crazy. They like this, I, like I've seen these ladies get up at like five o'clock in the morning, <gasps> like do their self care. Cause they're also hot, you know? And they like take yeah, care of themselves. So they're going to their classes. They're going to their class. Out. They're doing this, they're going that. And it's just like bing, 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 bing throughout the day, just like answering email. And they're just making decisions, answering emails, taking calls, taking numbers paying for things. And it's like their lives are so strictly regimented. I, you know what? And at this point, that's, you know what? This is the reason why I don't begrudge uh, wasted white women that are like super old anymore. Because they need to relax. I get it. Like, if you have a day, if you've allowed yourself four hours in a life that is totally scheduled, turn up, bitch. Let go. Like, I get it. Get sloppy. Yell Moscato at me. to yeah. the flower. Let's go. <laughs> Like truly, like it is insane. I mean, because yeah, what you're describing is like everything either close is during the day when you are at your job or you have to take a fucking personal day. But I mean, like, and that's the other thing is like, Saul is starting to go to school. We had to drop this motherfucker off by 745. Like, that's crazy. That's so early. That's so early. Why Why? do we do this? Breakfast or something? No, this is just school. Oh, God. I know. I know. Isn't that brutal? Did we used to do that? We used to We do went this. to school at 8 a.m.? We used to go earlier. What the fuck was wrong with us? I what know. What did we do all day? Do you, like, can you imagine being that kid right now? Like, 
What are you? Do- Aren't you bored all day? And like really- sitting around like stupid kids all day. Yeah, I, I literally understand now why I was addicted to bagels. Like I understand now. <laughs> what? <laughs> why? Because it's, it's like so much. St- like you had to wake up so mo- so early. You were just hanging around. Oh, you were eating a bagel. You were eating morning. a bagel. You're. I, mean, I was addicted to bagels. I ate a, a bagel every day at the beginning of high school. Damn. Me too. Yeah. Either a bagel or a bialy. Yes. Ooh, toasted beyond. bagel with cheese or yes. um, toasted butter bagel with jelly. Like we would get it from the same place every morning and yes. then we'd get on the train, eat it on the train. Ugh. But you needed the energy. Of course. You're going to school at fucking, f- I went to school at 540 in the morning. This, yeah, there you go, because you were commute. Yeah. Your child's not even going to a fucking specialized school. No, he's not. He I didn't test to get into this. Not yet. Oh, he did actually test into the school. He did? Yeah. Oh, guys. <laughs> it just awesome. happened. It just happened. Wow, congrats. Yeah, it's because of- You have a un- smart kid. No, it's because yeah, of- Yeah, you un- do. He tested in. Uh, there's been unprecedented- Oh, was it like an oral exam? No, it's an unprecedented <laughs> drop in enrollment in CPS. And so okay. a lot of people that kids that had tested in, I think chose elected to not do CPS. So we okay. got a call literally like two weeks ago. That was like we got a spot. And for his you score now. was eligible. Yes. Wow. But it's not good a good him. score. No. <laughs> I like in my mind, I was kind of like, is this even? They're like, we have to widen the curve. Yeah, a little. I literally, that's what <laughs> happened. Like all the people like, that were over ninety five percent, they were like, got it, you know. And they I were literally like, give us a couple of eighty eight. Yes, I literally was like, <laughs> I literally told my husband, I said, um, does it even count as gifted if this was his score? Like I was like. <laughs> <laughs> like, do we no, no. Sp- they don't mean he's gifted. They they mean that the spot was gifted <laughs> to him. <laughs> I mean, I, I, but it's brutal. But like the it, it is seven forty five. It's too early, and I I don't understand how people are gonna. I mean, it's gonna be a. I got a bunch of bagels. It's kind of crazy. You know, I have to go to school now too because I got to wake up. Yeah, you're the one dropping him off. I know. But do you come back home and nap? What? Am I a cat? Who's napping at 8 o'clock, 8.30 to start their day? You drop him off and then you come back and nap? Or you're just, what are you doing? You're just up, baby. (laughs) Your day has begun. (laughs) What are you talking about? (laughs) I mean, if I had nothing to do, I would just go back to sleep. No, I like if I didn't have this job, yeah, I would take my kid to school and come right back and sleep till noon. Yeah, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not trying to stay unemployed. <laughs> I, I'm like legitimately freaking out. So I don't need Dude, to. Dude, I was so tired the other day. Like at during lunch, which is 12 30, 1 30, I like they're like, okay, everyone take an hour lunch. And I was like, can I squeeze in a nap right now? <laughs> like I almost slept for lunch. <laughs> so, and I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting here fucking pitching fart jokes. Which is why I think I have to get a standing desk. Because yeah. I can't sit. They say sitting is a new smoking and I'm doing both. Yeah. So I have to. Sitting is a new smoking? To, yeah. And smoking the new cool Smoking's thing? the new nothing. The, Smoking's, <laughs> the new cool thing to do? <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm. I sit too much throughout the day. I need a standing desk or like one of those tr- like little treadmills that I could walk on. You should get the treadmill thing. Treat yourself. I. You were telling me that. I thought you were joking. No. <sighs> it actually helps you think too. Yeah, because your your body's moving. moving yeah. Right? 
I might get a little, oh, okay, what is it called? Like mini treadmill? I don't know. Okay, I'll look it up after the break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I think it's like, especially if you are on those, I mean, are you on it for the full six, eight, for the full eight hours? Like just on the call? <clears throat> it's like what we used to do. Like we're just on that. Yeah, that's, that's a, that was an exhausting schedule. Yeah, it's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. To just be staring at a screen, thinking about jokes. It's a lot of mental, yeah. you know, and you got to It's move. a lot of mental energy. Yeah. yeah. I have to, I have to do something. Because I, I get it. I mean, so <clears throat> I've been doing this cleanse mm-hmm. for 21 days because I've got to like figure out what's up. Um, oh. What's wrong. What with kind me. of cleanse? It's like some vet, like my doctor gave it to me. It's like a some sort of protein cleanse. It's like, it's it, basically the, it's an elimination diet as well. So like I've gotten ah. rid of all sugar, blah, blah, blah. Like I'm not eating caffeine and blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, because I have a lot of. Basically, my vagina is depressed. My gut is depressed, and they're trying to figure out what's what's wrong with me. I literally okay. looked at this doctor. I was like, maybe I'm depressed. Like, I don't know how much yeah, we can just. It's not your body parts. <laughs> but she was. They're trying to figure all this stuff out. I've been. I have to have a shake for breakfast. I get to have mm. like a, a quote unquote normal normal lunch, but it's like only I can eat like beans, eggs, and like fucking tuna fish, whatever. It's it's horrible. Ugh. Oh. I know it's horrible. It's horrible. I put capers. And oh, salt. my friend did this last year, and he lost so much weight. I haven't lost any weight. I haven't lost any you weight. You haven't lost any weight because I'm eating wow. nuts entire day. I'm anything I can allow to eat. I'm just eating it constantly because it's like oh, okay. this yeah. is, I hate it. I need a meal. You're hungry all day. Well, it's not even that. It's like there's no. Et- you can't. How is this a meal if there's no bread? How is this not <laughs> a meal if this there's no rice? Do you know what I mean? Like there needs to be. I something. don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Like, that's like, like accoutrement. Yeah. No, but like yeah. you need to have like a sandwich. Like that's a meal. Yeah, yeah. You, just you need have, a whole thing. Yeah. You can't just have like bits and pieces. Exactly. Snacking all day. Exactly. So I, I, don't, I don't feel like there's an end to a meal. So I've just been eating all day. And so then I have mm. a, a shake for dinner. So I've just been eating. It's been horrible. It's fine. But I, I do <laughs> okay. feel much better. It's been wild. I have Like mentally better? I don't know about like that. Is, is your vagina not depressed anymore? My vagina continues to be depressed. My gut continues okay. to be depressed. But I. So my, how do you feel better? But my gut health, like I'm taking one complete shit a day. Oh, okay. Like I like one normal good. shit a day, as opposed to like seven diarrheas. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm a, yeah. Maybe I should get on that because I'm having like seven to nine diarrhea. Yes, that's what I mean. Is that supposed <laughs> to? Kid? I literally, my doctor had asked me, she's like, how many? How many like bowel movements do you have a day? And I was like, how much time you got? I was like, literally, I'm never not <laughs> shitting. Like I'm like the second I said it's a it's a gamble. What's happening? It could be a poo, it could be a pee poo, it could be a poo poo pee. Like it doesn't, you know, <laughs> never ends. Like it's my it's a it's all the holes are one. And so, so she was, <laughs> she was. The holes are, are one. one. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> Just imagine that. Just like all your holes merging into one mega hole. And it's just coming out as diarrhea. Constantly. But see, that's the thing is, like, I feel much better. And it turns out I was, like, severely anemic. Like, You're anemic? Yeah, I have really low iron. Like, crazy low iron. Oh, wow. And this, okay. is, this is the thing for all women, by the way, when you go into the medical establishment. I told my gynecologist, I was like, hey, I'm in the reason is I not have, I don't have, um, a, I don't have uh, acute 
anemia where it's like you know you feel like constantly like dizzy all tired. the time or tired yeah. um i have chronic anemia because i've been so anemic for so long i can't even fix wow. it like i have to do it like yeah so and it's because wow. I, and i told my gynecologist right after i had my son i was like hey my periods are crazy heavy and she mm. was like checked things she's like okay but it turns out I ha they have been crazy heavy, and that's the reason why I'm anemic because I've been hemorrhaging crazy oh, amounts you're... of blood, and now oh, wow. not supplementing it. And so it's been like this for five years probably. And what's crazy oh, is wow. like, if, yes, my doctor was like, "This you, this is the problem with the Western medicine. Like, you don't. Not only do we not listen to women, we don't check for this shit until right, something's right, actually right. wrong. Like, especially women of color. Yes, they don't believe you. Yeah. No. So. Um, I so that's all this stuff is happening. I've been um, eating well. It's it is better. I do feel better. My gut is feels better. But last night I had was our anniversary, so I had like oh yeah. eleven years. Eleven years. Oh my god! Happy anniversary! Thank you. It's it what you guys do. We had like a romantic meal. We went out on the river. It was like a whole uh, thing. It was very nice. It was very nice. And we met up oh, with our that. only couple friends that are childless and are now moving to. Portland. Um. <laughs> That's such a vibe. Yes. Child, childless in Portland. Yes. And they're like yeah. going to build a house out there. Um, they're, oh. they're my friends. They're, they're like the, my artist friends. They wrote that book. This is how we do it. And they're writing another book as well. Wow. Yeah. It's very what a dream. I know. What a dream. I mean, they, they work a lot, though. To be book authors yes. in Portland without a child. And oh they write my children's God. books. Ah! The irony of it all. I know, I know. <laughs> so, but I so I had food last night, and then this mm. morning, immediately, my eczema mm. is everywhere. <gasps> Whoa. Yes. What the fuck? Like my eyelids are. <gasps> oh my god. Isn't that wild. So, what did you have? Fruit? Uh, no, I had cheese. Oh, Ooh, sounds like you got to cut out dairy. I had, I had cheese, and I had maybe bread. you're maybe. You're lactose intolerant. That's why you're diarrheaing all day. Oh yeah, you're I'm eating like all this fucking cheese. Peter, I'm 100% allergic to white people food. Yeah, but you're just doing it anyway. I live in. I live here, and I've been. I've. I've <laughs> it's like the first time. I, I mean, I've already tried dairy. I've had the cheese. It's like you're. It, I'm like a heroin. Like you know, it's like I've already. Go ha goat. I already got a taste. Go goat. You could sheep's cheese. You could mimic sharp's cheese. Cheese. Uh, sharp cheddar from sheep. It's just as good as cow, if not better. It has like a milder, kind of nuttier thing. I think it's just Goat's all dairy. Cheese. I think it's all just dairy. Like it doesn't matter. Oh, if it's, yeah. it's not just cow. cow. No, it's oh. literally anything that is like white people food. I cannot eat. But I've been, I've been introduced to it. I I'm hooked. What do you want me? I can't. I can't say no. I mean, <laughs> I'm Jonesin, baby. Like, <laughs> that, it's not, it's, I need that gouda. I need that gouda. I need that provolone. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, there's not. You've shown me uh, a crusty piece of sourdough bread. How am I supposed to ever live life without it again? Uh, don't don't know, do that to me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know the answer to that because I love cheese and ice cream too, and I can't. Yeah, you can't. You can't yeah. give it up, and it's like, and it's unfair. But my body is literally like, no, because it was, it's kind of wild. Like I felt it this morning. I was like, oh shit! Like immediately, wow. Im immediately, well, and go. even during the meal, as I was eating um, the bread, my mm -hmm. ring started to get tight because my Fingers start to swell up. Bread and cheese. Mm -hmm. I but also I bet it's American bread and cheese because I'm like that. But when I went to Paris, yeah. I did not have any problems. Really? 
their bread, their cheese, their butter, it's just better. Like, I, I think our stuff's poison. <laughs> our shit is just like, feed it to the poor, let them die. You know what I mean? Like, get them addicted to shit, you know? <laughs> Fucking sell them pills. Like, that's all we're doing. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's it's something about it's American shit. It's American shit. So I, I like. You have to import French cheese. <laughs> All right. So. Okay. I, that's. I mean. Yeah. I. You know. I, that's. That's the solution. That's the solution. And I, I'm, I'm glad we got to it on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you're welcome, folks. <laughs> All right. We're gonna take a quick break. And we'll be right back. All right, we're back. This is a brand new section to us, and yes. we're really enjoying it. It's time for AMA. <laughs> Today's question submitted uh, through our socials mm-hmm. is, um, the question is, who is your living inspiration? Living inspiration? Oh, I'm glad that this person said living, because I was going to say Ed Asner, but he just died today. Um, I, you would have said Ed Asner. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just, kidding. <laughs> I'm just mentioning that because I, you got the same push notification from the Times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, I told I there was like a um, quote of his from the Times that I screenshotted and sent to my friend because we were talking about how like um, I really appreciate these like old people um, who are still like great at their craft yeah you know just going at it mm-hmm. like uh, have you heard of that story about david bowie um like like he was he was struggling with cancer and he would like record one line at a time in the wow. recording studio but he'd be like Da-na-na-na! and then he would cut and be like <sighs> and then they're like are you oh okay and it's like no go again and then he would like like go till the last he couldn't go. Oh my anymore. god, that's like so fucking moving. Okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and and they were like, "Why are you doing this?" He was like, "This is all I have. Like, this is what makes me happy. So I'm gonna do this till I can't." Wow. Oh. Anyway, Ed Asner. What did you, he also did you said scream? something yeah. similar. Yeah. He said like when when asked like why don't you retire and he was like, "Oh, I want to do everything uh, to stave off looking into that abyss." And because wow. uh, he worked till up till like last week, yeah. you know what I mean? Like he was like working and he um, and I screenshot it and send that to him. And he goes and then my my Jewish friend, he goes, boo, fucking Jews, get out the way, blah, blah, old Jews. And I was like, um, LOL, he did get out the way. He died today. And he was like, oh, shit. <laughs> I mean, I you have push notifications on. That's why. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, living inspiration. I mean, living inspiration, living inspiration. I will say that, like, I've been thinking a lot lately about whether or not we live to work or work to live, Mm. kind of thing. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, like I think whenever I hear about like people that are like, oh, there's more to like really successful people that like describe them, uh, like how money didn't bring them any happiness and all this stuff and like how they like switched around their purpose driven life and you know, all this stuff. And in my mind, I'm just like, yeah, but you are already fucking successful when you discovered this. Like if, 
if like you had a great life before this yeah like if i decided to do that i would just mm. be a loser like that that would be <laughs> Like, no, no, you'd no be, one's gonna be like, you'd oh, be a she's mother. Really, no, that's a, you'd be no. a mother. I, I would truly not be a good enough mother to justify doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> that's why you need a I thing need because thing. you're like you don't want to be a great mom. So you. Need- <laughs> I just know I can't be. I, I'm just. I'm not. I, I can. I can love my son the most I can, but I am not gonna good. I'm not, I can't. I'm not good at that shit. But like my. The thing is, like, you know, if I do that now, if I were to, like, pivot and they have this, like, great attitude about life, it's not like people are going to be, like, say that about me. There's, like, yeah, I don't know. I've been thinking about it a lot just because, like, you know, feeling, um, you know, this, like, a purpose-driven life versus, like, leading a life that has purpose, you know, and Mm -hmm. uh, living with intent versus all this stuff. And I don't know. Who's Who's your living inspiration? That's tough because everyone alive right now is uh, disappointing me. I know. So, (laughs) no, um, this is a hard one. I got to say, I think for me, it's, I want to say it's someone like David Chang, but not David Chang. Okay. You know, because he was so undeniable at his thing that he became famous for it. Not the other way around. Like yes. he became famous and then, you know, whatever. So like, I don't see him as a celebrity chef, but I, I maybe it is David Chang. Okay. David Chang. He's a, <laughs> I, I would, and he's not in my field. So I, th- I think I could look at it objectively mm-hmm. that he is such a boss. He's so good at what he does and he's so widely respected by his peers. Yeah. And he runs a tight ship. Yes with his businesses like he's infallible when it comes to that like hopefully knock on wood he doesn't get canceled for some kind of misogyny or whatever the fuck but you know he is a straight man so you know i'm not holding my breath yeah but you know as a korean person he has Cor- bro energy but he has super bro energy yeah. um but and he you know he's a east coast korean american yes. and he he did it on yeah. his chutzpah yeah. on his grit you know, and his parents are like immigrant ass, Korean ass yes. people. And, you know, I see in him uh, something that I could achieve because he's creating Korean American culture just by being like excellent at what he's doing and being a premier chef and rest- restaurateur. Yes. Like that's stamping Korean American culture. And I-, I-, I would like to do that. And, you know, I was I was thinking about, did you see Train to Busan today? Mm-hmm. Uh, they got, um, there was a notice, notice, there was a headline saying that they're going to remake it into an American film. Oh, with white people? And, uh, <clears throat> probably. That's what so they is did the train with every... still gonna, Is the train still going to Busan? No, it's going to Albuquerque. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it's like trained to DC or something. Okay. But like, I don't know. But like, they always fucking do that. They take Korean shit that's hot, like old boy, yeah. my sassy girl, whatever. Like, they always fucking take, you know, Korean shit that's hot because we know how to fucking make characters and storytelling and dialogue. And then you try to put white people in it, it fucking sucks. Yeah. You know? And you're so, these people are so like thirsty to remake Korean shit. When there's Korean American people right here and you won't fucking put us on screen, yeah. you know, or like, you know, put us on blast. So like, I love that be against all odds, someone like 
David Chang did what he did and does what he do does. And um, yeah, he's inspiring for me. Okay. Let's see. I don't know. I would say for me, I'm, I'm, okay. It's either it's, it's, did you watch the chair? I haven't yet. Is it good? It's incredible. Oh, okay. Great. I'm into it. Like I'm getting LOL'd. Into it. <clears throat> uh, oh, okay. I'll start tonight. Yeah. It's, I can see why people, some people, it's like very mixed reviews. People really love it or don't, but it's like just coming from my background. I, I, I was going to say, I don't know, Peter, maybe it's you. No, 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 no. <laughs> we can't do this. No. Why did you bring up the chair? Aren't you going to say Sandra O? <laughs> that, was, that was a ploy. Are you that not was a saying- misdirect. It was a misdirect. <laughs> no, are you not saying Sandra O because she punked us in our own fucking podcast? <laughs> Because we have a vendetta against her. <laughs> no, I think in my mind, it's like, I don't know. I, I, I'm only going to say this. Um, I don't know. Living legend is tough. Living legend. Not legend, inspiration. Inspiration. I would say Mel Brooks, maybe. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I literally just watched this documentary about David Geffen, and now I'm like obsessed with how, acquiring like, uh, power in Hollywood. Uh, <laughs> this has gone left. <laughs> I mean, like, I think for me, I like, I find living inspirations everywhere. Like, I, I you can mm. show me anybody that comes from. It's usually I align with people that come from immigrant backgrounds who come mm. from nothing and work their yeah. way into something. And like, it's through sheer will, sheer grit. And then the mm. thing is. What you're describing, even with, like with David Chang, it doesn't typically happen in Hollywood anymore because of the way that power is consolidated. It used mm. to be. It used to be that you could do this, you know? Yeah. Like a kid from yeah. Brooklyn or like somewhere from nothing could come and just like through just like the sheer chutzpah and like, you know, um, like the balls to do it and the audacity to lie and cheat and do all this stuff like could get you there and it's simply mm. not the case anymore um so it's like it's tougher to find inspirations you know like that but i find them everywhere like you know i, I was like yeah i'm telling you right now i was watching this documentary about david geffen i was like oh yeah this guy that like i was talking about um there is a uh show on pbs called soul the, that guy i'm like you know i'm finding inspirations <laughs> everywhere you know um yeah i don't know I can't, this is bad why, do, why can't i think of anything I see, I'm going to see you. No, I hate this. <laughs> Bye. You guys, we're going to hang up. Your, uh, your homework is to think of an inspiration for next week. <laughs> and for all of you, please email us questions or tell us your inspirations. I can't stand this. We got we to gotta go. Oh, wait, wait. Okay, Bye. how about this? What? What? I'll do, what? I'll do, I'll do Ocean Vong. Oh, I love Ocean Vong. Great. That's awesome. Yeah, that book is yeah. really something. I think about it all the time. Oh, yeah. You've told me about that book. I have to get it. You I still haven't read this. it? I know. I just got this. How is it? Crying in the H-Mart. I have yeah. a, someone just sent it to me, my, my friend Michelle Zoner. Um, from Japanese Breakfast, right? Yeah. <clears throat> Who you brought as one of our early yes, uh, to guest Koreans, yeah. All right, guys. I can't stand Unji doing this to me, so we got to go. <laughs> <laughs> have a great week. Happy Sunday. Happy Monday. Bye. Bye.